Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello, welcome to the Room Around League podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler. Today's episode will look back at the Thursday night debacle versus Chicago Bears. They were flat out manhandled and underprepared for a team that hadn't won a game since last October. At 2 and 3, their season can get away from them quickly if they don't make adjustments fast. I'll preview this Sunday's matchup versus the Atlanta Falcons, which is a borderline must win for the year, and also had a little on fantasy football as well. Lots to get to, so let's get started. All right, looking back at that Bears game, obviously Sam Howell, um, I'm going to start with him. Made some poor decisions in the first half, um, at least with a bad interception right before the end of the first half. That was a bad read. Um, he came back to his uh, fourth option in that play, and you know it was a nice play by the former Hokie Moshin uh, football team player Greg Stroman, um, but obviously can't Sam come can't come across the middle late because um, obviously that's going to happen pretty much every time is interception. So that was a poor play. Um, obviously missed Yami Brown on that deep pass in the first half as well. A lot of people were saying Yami could have tried harder. I think that play was out of Yami's you know grass. I think either way, if he dove, he wasn't going to get it. Um, obviously just wanted to take a little bit off that time. That could have been a you know nice. I don't know if it would have changed the outcome of the game, but at least they would have. Um, had a touchdown in the first half and maybe you know who knows maybe they could have got some momentum on their side um moving on to the second half he had a great second half um the throw that stuck out to me i guess maybe it was in the fourth quarter um a sail route to terry was beautiful beautiful with throw with the anticipation right over the linebacker's head um that's what you'd love to see that's what kind of gives you the glimpse of what sam Howell can be in this league um he has all the arm strength and talent in the world um and i, I really like that he can you know make uh, plays like that he keeps getting better I like his trajectory. Um, you know, he's going to make mistakes being really a rookie, if you, you consider it, because it only had one game during his uh, year last year. So um, I like that he just keeps progressing. Obviously, he bounced back from the Bills game with a great performance against Philly two weeks ago. Played pretty well against Chicago, career high in passing yards. Um, you know, definitely I had that one run, I guess, in the first half, too, where he kind of trucks the second half, trucks Sadiq Charles. Um, to set up that fourth and two, Ron kicked the field goal, but either way, it was still a nice effort by Sam. If he just is a baller, you can tell his team likes him um, and plays for him and respects him. So I think Sam's only to get better. Again, he has all the arm strength in the world. Definitely has to trust his reads a little bit. Um, maybe get the ball, obviously, he has to get the ball out quicker. The offensive line is horrible. They need offensive line up um, in front of him to really kind of truly evaluate him. I think if he has a you know proper offensive line, you can really evaluate Sam and see what he is as a franchise guy going forward. But, you know, four, I guess, five weeks into the season now, I'm pleased with this play. This team is not two and three because Sam Howe. Um, they could easily be, you know, three and two at the least with, um, uh, you know, Sam. Obviously, the Philly game, you know, could have been one. Um, Bill's game was out of hand, obviously, Chicago game. But either way, you know, if the defense just plays like they should be and like they are they were drafted and, you know, paid to do, this team could be a lot better. All right, now it's just a run game. A lot of that was due to game script, but even then, really wasn't in the game plan from what I've seen from, you know, the enemy's play calling. And even then, it really wasn't that successful. You know, Brian Robinson, I think, had five or six carries. Um, 
Gibson was more you know relevant in the past game. Again, they have to stick with the run game for the team to be successful. For Sam to be successful, if he can you know line you know lean on the run game and instead of play action, that's when this offense is going to be humming and most successful. O line give up five sacks to so a team that had two all of last year kind of shows you an indictment on what this offense line is. Now you know a lot of it was at the end of the second half when you know the team was kind of the game was out of hand or at least they were trying to get back in the game. Um, so it could be skewed a little bit, but I mean either way, it's just we know it's not a solid group. I'm not going to keep you know ragging on the guys. It is what it is. Um, you know, I, I, you could make a switch from Wiley to Cornelius Lucas. I don't think they're going to do that. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of the biggest one that sticks out of my head. He needs to get Terry and Jahan involved. I say it every game. I swear I do. But it just they just don't do it. I, I don't understand how Logan gets 11 targets and Jahan, Jahan and Terry, you know, get less than that. Um, you know, they're two of the most dynamic receivers in the NFL, in my opinion. They should be getting 10-plus looks a game. Um, Terry's the number one receiver in this league. Jahan's at least a number two. Could be a number one with more looks. Um, I think they just need, they need to be targeted. Kind of forced. Felt like they were in the Philly game. That should be every game plan with Ben. I mean, like just get Terry the ball early and often. Get him in the rhythm. They start to do that with Jahan, too, because I think it's when this offense is going to be most successful is when you know they get the ball in the hands of their best playmakers. And obviously, Curtis Sam had a nice game. Curtis is right up there too to get those touches, but I really want to see you know Terry and Jahan get the ball more. Um, the enemy, you know, after five weeks, you know, he had a great you know game plan against Philly, not so much against Chicago. I like a lot what the enemy's doing with Sam. Um, I just you know want him to you know lean on the run game, lean on the screen game, which is successful, lean on your best players. I know you know he's used to having a tight end featured in offense considering he had Kelsey in Kansas City, but this team has nowhere near a Travis Kelsey on this team, and everyone knows that that's not a secret. Even though Logan's a nice average tight end in this league, Terry is a top 10 receiver. Um, Jahan is top 15 receiver talent. Like, get those guys the ball. Um, it's just the way it is. Um, defense was horrible. There's nothing else to really say. Defense was absolutely horrible. Um, first play to Mooney could have been a touchdown. It was an overthrow. St. Juice got, like, it was Kendall that got beat. Um, the touchdown to Moore, double move uh, on St. Juice. You know, DJ Moore made him look like he was a, you know, the best receiver in the NFL in that game. And he's a very good receiver. I'm not saying he's not, but. Defense, you know, let him. You know, he had his way with, you know, Washington secondary. Um, again, I just it is what it is. Defense was horrible. I'm not gonna, you know, I think everyone has heard it by this point. I don't want to keep talking about it. Chase was a beast. I think he had double digit pressures. He's really showing what he can be when he's healthy. I think everyone has noticed that. It's still, this fan base is still so idiotic that they still think you know he's not good or whatever. It's still holding it against them. But it's just what this fan base is. But, you know, Chase is a guy that continues to get better each week. And he can't be one of the top edge rushers in the league. I fully believe that. Whether it's in Washington or somewhere else next year, he's going to be a beast in this league. Montez had, I think, a sack and a half. He played well again. They're lucky to have those two edge guys. But, you know, it doesn't really result in wins the last couple of weeks. Um, Allen and Payne had their moments. But, again, they had to be dominant consistently. I know it's a lot of pressure on them. But they're four first-round picks. Two of them been paid. At least one of them is going to get paid as well. Um, they have to be the life, you know, heartbeat of this team for this team to be successful at all this year. Cody Barton was just met again. I mean, he he did allow the touchdown to Cole Komet on a um, drag route. He's just not good in coverage. He's not very good in run defense either. Um, Jamin had a few plays here and there until he was a little consistent for my liking. But again, no one on the team played well. They can't let one guy beat you, especially a guy when you knew DJ Moore was their main target, their best offensive weapon, and he still went off for three touchdowns and 230 yards. Like, that's just scheme. It's coaching. And, you know, obviously, secondary didn't play well. 
Um, but again, it's a lot. You, you know that's the guy you have to key in on and still let it happen. They allowed big games in the run, big gains in the running game as well. If Khalil Herbert doesn't get hurt and Roshan Johnson gets hurt, they're probably going to put up 150 yards rushing the way they were running against getting 10 yards of poppers. It seemed like that way with Herbert. I think it was every seven yards of carry. So, and that's not a good a, a good Bears offensive line. Those are not great Bears running backs. This team can't do that, especially this week going against Atlanta and Bajon Robinson, who's one of the best running backs in the league already, being a rookie. Um, so that's you know has to be solidified, especially you know interior wise with Deron, Jonathan, and Cody Barton and Jamin Davis. So you can't let those guys get to the second level where you're putting Emmanuel Forbes in a situation to make a tackle. Granted, Forbes needs, needs to make better efforts, but again, you have to you know stymie them before they even get to that point of the defense. Um, so I mean, the run game wasn't great. Again, it was kind of shut down the second half, but that's because they had to play a, a fullback really with all their injuries. You know, Forbes again horrible. His technique is poor. He's looking at the backfield too much. He's not making an effort to make a play. Um, once the receiver catches the ball, I understand why they benched him. Still have a lot of faith in him and his talent going forward, but it wasn't great. Kendall Fuller probably had his worst game of his, the year so far. And that, and that double move, not double move, the, the, the comeback right at the end of the game, the sealed the game, the backbreaker, whatever. I'm okay with that. Kendall needed to make a play. If they get a first down, the game's pretty much over anyways. That was just a hell of a throw by Justin Fields. Perfectly the outside shoulder of um, DJ Moore. You got him to take a chance in that play. And Kendall, I think, he even tipped it um, based from what I saw, but it still just wasn't great. St. Juice got beat in the first touchdown. Got away with a PI, I think it was in the third quarter. I think St. Juice is, gets away with so many PIs. I hope that continues, but I mean, he definitely is a handsy uh, secondary player. Um, but again, he was no one in the secondary play. Well, I'm not going to you know give a hat tip to anyone or what do you want to say. But Cam Curl was okay, solid again. Um, he just is what he is. He's a really, really solid defensive player for this team, one of the best in the defense. Um, Derek Forrest. Missed some tackles. He hurt himself. He's going to be out for at least the next four games with a fractured shoulder. Jeremy Reeves uh, has a partially torn ACL. That's a huge loss. He's one of the best special teams players in the NFL. It's really going to be hard to replace. Um, Percy Butler was out of position, I think, on the second touchdown to DJ Moore. He's going to be relied on to pretty much play even more now um, with Derek Forrest out. I'm assuming him and Canberra going to be starting two safeties. He has to st- step up. Coverage was horrible. Miscommunication was. And a guy that Percy Butler's already making mistakes kind of makes you a little worrisome that, you know, he's going to be playing even more now. I love Percy Butler's speed. He's one of the faster secondary players we have. They have, excuse me. Um, but again, he really has to start, you know, knowing his assignments. Quan Martin's going to play more. He's finally going to play some de- defense. Hasn't played a defensive snap in the regular season so far. Um, interested to see what he does. I like his versatility, Illinois, but he didn't look that great in the preseason either. But, you know, Quan's going to get a shot. You know, he's going to you know, at least get some more reps. I'm not saying he's going to start reps. I bet he's going to get 30, 40 looks a game. Um, and let's see, let's see what he can do. You know, again, he has a good tape at Illinois. They need him to do something. That's why they drafted him for if someone got hurt. Because that's what even Ron acknowledged, which is weird. Um, but even then, it, it just let's see what they could do. I mean, what else can happen in the secondary? They haven't played well. Um, you know, let's try out someone else. Um, Del Rio obviously had a had a bad track record each four. You know, every year um, since he's been here, they start out poorly. Hopefully, he can turn around like they do every year. It sucks they start this way, but it is what it is. Rivera obviously is attached to that as well. Um, again, I, you know, Rivera I think is on his way out. I don't understand his. Thought process is the way he answers questions anymore. I don't know if anyone saw the uh, answer about the poorest free agency class and draft class. Considering no one's playing from the draft class except Mano Forbes, and he's struggling free agency wise. Cody Barton hasn't performed well. Andrew Wiley hasn't performed well. I don't think you can really can, you know, um, hang your hat on anyone they've acquired this offseason, but he kind of somehow brought it back to Sam House because he says they have a young quarterback. It doesn't make any, I don't know how Sam House being a young quarterback and playing has any impact on the draft class or free agency class. 
but apparently that's what Ron's thought process is. I don't understand that at all. Obviously he's under immense pressure. You know, Magic Johnson tweeted, they came out with no fire and he's 100% right. And Josh Harris, you know, could make a change in the year. I, I assume he will, um, especially if they keep playing like this. Uh, but you know, it's just, it's, it's a weird, the way that Ron's kind of handling things right now. Um, I think Sam Howell's been at least their problems right now. So it, it's just a, kind of a weird remark that he made. And moving on to the Falcons game, the Falcons defense has actually been really, really stout this year, giving them 19.2 points a game. That's 10th in the league, 295 yards a game. That's 7th in the league, 190 yards passing, 7th. That's also 7th in the league, and the 108 yards rushing. That's 15th in the league, so more in the middle of the pack. Um, yeah, Calais Campbell, David uh, uh, Onyemata, the signing from the Saints, a nose tackle. Gary Jarrett one of the best defensive linemen in the NFL. Arnold Ibikite, Lehman, Caden Ellis. Bud Dupree, Lorenzo Carter, they're, you know, four set linebackers. They played run a 3-4. A.D. Terrell is one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. He's on one side. Jeff Okuda, the former first-round pick on the other side. Trey Flowers got a lot of run. D. Alford as well. And Mike Hughes sprinkled in as cornerback as well. Jesse Bates, the freedom signing from the Bengals, has been a great stud signing. 35 tackles, three interceptions. He has every interception they've had this year. Richie Grant's another, you know, solid younger safety in the NFL. Um, so Atlanta has a much improved defense. They're playing well as a unit. Um, obviously, Grady Jarrett can wreck a game plan. He's one of the best interior defensive linemen in the NFL. He's paid like one, plays like one. Omenyata uh, has been a good signing over from the Saints. He has 18 tackles and a sack and a half. And again, uh, Jesse Bates has been absolutely huge coming over from Cincinnati. Um, he's been the Denver's maker that they paid him to be, and he's made a really impact you know, on this Atlanta defense. A.J. Terrell is one of the better, better cornerbacks in the NFL. Um, obviously, they might have him traveling with Terry, um, but either way, Terrell is someone they have to uh, scheme for. Average linebackers and edge, they don't have really good edge rushers. Um, so, I mean, hopefully Washington's offensive line could hold up, but they didn't really hold up against Chicago either. You can't have too much faith. Um, they have to pound the rock. Atlanta's in the middle of the pack and rush defense. So um, that's definitely something they have to, um, you know, focus on, especially to set up the run with uh, Sam. And like I said, even the screen game, I've said this multiple times, it's just that it is what it is. It's a key to formula uh, for this, you know, this offense is getting the ball out quickly for Sam. Get Terry and Jahan of all. I like the, I like the way they came at it with Terry against Philly, where they, you know, concentrated an effort to get him the ball. I think he had three catches in the first drive, or at least two. Do that again against Atlanta. Go after Okuda. Terry knows him from their days at Ohio State. Um, and Terry did really well against him against Detroit two years ago. Um, you know, Terry's obviously one of the toughest receivers to cover in the NFL. He knows Jeff Kuda's move. So um, they might have AJ Terrell, um, you know, follow Terry, but I still think Terry will be able to get his own. Simple quick looks for Sam, get him all, get the ball out quickly. Um, not that I think Atlanta's defense is, you know, great at rushing the passer, but still, you just want to have Sam in a rhythm. Um, I expect a rebound like the Philly game. Um, they know that they showed absolutely horrendous on national TV um, against Chicago, so I think they will. And I think EB will adjust like, just like he did for the Philly game after that horrible Buffalo showing. So um, I think it's only going to continue uh, to, you know, kind of rebound and hopefully get set a precedent of how they can respond the rest of this, you know, month of October. I right, move it on to the Falcons offense. They average 316 yards a game. That's good for 20th, 195 yards passing. That's the 23rd, 121 yards rushing, 13th. And they're only scoring 16.6 points a game, which is 27th in the NFL. Obviously, you have a young quarterback, second year, Desmond Ritter, the former third-round pick. Same draft class as Sam Howe, obviously. Uh, he has, he's 102 of 156, 1,073 yards passing, four touchdowns, three interceptions. Also has two rushing touchdowns, but he is coming off the best game of his you know, career. 20 to 37, 329 yards and a touchdown last week against the Falcons. And that last second win, he did a really nice job on that two-minute drill to you know set up a game-winning field goal. So you got to respect um, what he did last week. But John Robinson, one of the best running backs in the NFL, especially best rookie running back. 6'7 carries, 254 yards, 5.5, excuse me, 5.4 yards per carry. 
He has no rush touchdowns yet, but he does have 21 catches, 146 yards, and two receiving touchdowns. I think everyone saw that viral play where he caught the ball behind his uh, back last week and uh, took it in for a touchdown. Now, he's explosive. He's dynamic. He's shifty. He's just exactly what you look for running back in the NFL these days. He's going to be tough to go against. going to be tough to tackle. Washington have their hands, uh, the work cut out for him. Tyler Algiers, their second running back. He has 62 carries, 191 yards, only a 3.1 yard per YPC, but he does have two touchdowns. He's more of a goal line back. He had a good year last year as a rookie, um, so they have a really, really good one-two punch. They're going to you know, pound the rock a lot. Drake London, their former first-round pick, 17 catches, 204 yards, two touchdowns. Matt Collins, their wide receiver, two, only nine catches, 143 yards. They'll sprinkle in Sadie Miller, Gadero Hodge, and they also did trade for Van Jefferson this week from the Rams, um, but I don't you know, expect him to be active or at least too much part of the game plan Kyle Pitts is one of the best tight ends in the league his stats don't show it but somehow it just they don't come to the ball enough 18 catches 200 yards 11.6 yards per catch and John Smith a backup tight end actually is outperforming him and he's their leading receiver with 21 catches 246 yards 11.7 average he has familiarity with um Arthur Smith going back to Tennessee so I guess that's why he's been featured a little more but either way you would think they would get Kyle Pitts more involved uh considering how dynamic he is the Falcons off the line uh, is, you know, Salah Goob, Jake Matthews, Matthew Bergeron, Salmon at center, Chris Lindstrom, one of the better guards in the NFL, Caleb McGarry, solid right tackle. Um, so they have a pretty, you know, invested uh, offensive line group, a couple first-round picks on that line. Uh, the running game is their bread and butter, obviously, like I've said. Um, you know, B.J. Robinson has 67 carries and RB2, Tyler Algier has 62. So they're going to pound the rock. That's what um, Arthur Smith really done. Going back to Tennessee days, obviously, with Derrick Henry. He has a really special running back, a really good running back, and Tyler Algier, too. And, and Bajon Robinson, obviously, being the special running back. Bajon's going to beat you out of the backfield, too. This team has to shut them down, or at least contain it. Because if they don't, this could be a long day. That can open up play action for you know, their good weapons. They have really good weapons, but they have to make Ritter beat you. Uh, um, you know, Ritter's a guy that is still young in this league. He had a really poor game against Jacksonville two weeks ago. Um, and, I, again, if he beats them on Sunday, then you got to tip your cap. You just can't. Um, I'd rather have him beat them than Bashan Robinson or anyone else. Um, and I said Ritter, Ritter is average, and you know, so at his be- at best, in my opinion, right now, might get better. But in my opinion, they you know they have to bring the pressure. I mean, if some reason the front four can't get to him, you know, it's blitz Cam Curl, it's blitz Quan Martin, you know, whatever it is. Um, it looks like you know it's going to be Thieves line should provide that. But if not, again, if they need to bring the blitz, um, they need to say discipline discipline because Desmond Ritter is a mobile quarterback. He can you know break you. Um, you know, for those first down gains, especially on third downs that this team has seen so far this season. Um, so definitely have to stay, keep contained and rush, stay in the lanes. I do worry about coverage lapses with, you know, Percy Butler back there now and Quan Martin. I think Danny Johnson's going to be okay. I feel like he's going to start, especially with Emmanuel Ford's bench last week. I hope they keep Danny Johnson in the, put Danny Johnson in the slot and move St. Juice outside, though. I still think St. Juice is a better outside corner. Um, but again, we'll see. Maybe Forbes continues to play and then St. Juice is in the, uh, in the nickel. Spinnacle spot rule, but I think at this point, this leading to at least Danny Johnson getting this game to see if that changes anything on this defense. If they neutralize the run game, I think they'll be all right. Um, I think they are more talented in Atlanta in spots, but again, I like Atlanta's weapons. You know, multiple first round picks by John Robinson, Kyle Pitts, and Drake London. So, um, but this team has to show pride. They have to bounce back if they want to do anything this season. They need to get back to 500 here. I hope this leadership will show. I think they have strong leadership in place with Jonathan Allen, Terry McLaurin, you know, Chase Young. Um, even Sam Howe, hopefully. So let's see if they are rallying around these guys. Let them know that last Thursday is unacceptable and this can't be, you know, something going forward. So it's really going to be disappointed if they show the way they did against Chicago because then I just think leadership is lacking, which I don't think it is. So we'll see. Um, having said all that, I think the commanders are going to win 24-20. 
right, moving on to fantasy. Um, you have the Cardinals running back, Amari uh, DeMar- DeMarcado. Um, he's an undrafted rookie. Um, he's going to play and start in front of, for James Conner, who's going to be out for at least four weeks. He had 10 carries, 45 yards, and a touchdown last week in relief of James Conner. Um, then you had Tony Jones Jr., who they picked up off waivers from the Saints, who has two touchdowns this week. He's another guy to look at in the Arizona backfield. They're at the Rams this week. Chicago running back Deontay Foreman. He's been a healthy scratch for most of the year, but he's pretty much their only healthy back, especially with Roshan Johnson probably going to be out with a concussion this week. They're playing the Vikings. Minnesota wide receiver KJ Osborne. He's going to take over the X receiver role for Justin Jefferson, who's going to be out for four weeks. They're at Chicago. He has 13 catches, 166 yards, and two touchdowns this year. And then you have Rashi Rice from Kansas City. They play on Thursday night against Denver. He has 17 catches, 173 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, and he's you know, looks like he might finally show, or not finally, he's a rookie, but someone that Patrick's going to be able to throw to uh, reliably a receiver. Obviously, he has Kelsey, but no one's really stuck up uh, in that receiver room, but it looks like Rashi Rice, the second-round pick from SMU, is trending that way. But with that, that includes the Roman League episode. Commanders had a horrible performance last week, but they had to shake it off and get back on track this week. Having already lost three in a row, they can't lose a fourth if they have any playoff aspirations. That's why this week's matchup with Atlanta is absolutely crucial. I'll be back next week looking back at the Falcons game and previewing the Week 7 matchup at the New York Giants. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScout21 and Instagram at RomanLeague_Pod. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.